Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Israel is appointing a new hardline defense minister. Will this lead to a one-state solution? We interviewed John McTurnan, expert in Bible prophecy right now. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a celebrity guest interview, uh, expert on Bible prophecy, and returning guest to our program, John McTurnan. John, welcome to the program. Thank you, and God bless you and all your listeners. Thank you so much. So, John, we do have uh, breaking news. Now, this past weekend, the New York Times reports that Israel has appointed a new defense minister. His name is Avigdor Lieberman, who is a hardcore conservative. He is with the Israel Betenu party, and his addition now as Prime Minister Netanyahu's defense minister brings five more conservatives into the majority government there. Instead of 61 seat, which is barely a majority out of 120, now they have 66 seats in the majority, the governing party under Prime Minister Netanyahu. But this new defense minister not only brings an expanded conservative coalition, he also brings a very hardline approach to dealing with terrorists including Hamas and Hezbollah. What is your understanding of uh, his background or, or what's going on there in the Middle East? Well, uh, this isn't his uh, first appointment to the government. Now, it is as defense minister, uh, but I go by the reaction of, we'll say, uh, Secretary of State Kerry, oh, the Obama administration, um, the French and the British, uh, they are up in arms about him being appointed, especially Secretary of State Kerry. So if Kerry doesn't like him, he's got to be a good man, chaps. He's got to be. <laughs> well, you're, uh, obviously your distrust in the, the liberal policies of the Obama administration, which frankly have been hostile to Israel and hostile to their security. We've reported many times and many examples on this show. Uh, but Besides Secretary Kerry saying, well, this guy is too conservative, uh, what do you think is going to happen there in the Israeli government? Well, uh, I don't know how much you've shared with your listeners about the Israeli government, but um, I haven't, I don't study it uh, intensely, but it is utter confusion. <laughs> you know, our way of thinking. Um, they have to put together a majority coalition uh, of the Knesset to have a government. It's not like we elect the president for four years and it's stable. Uh, the, they must have a majority government. So you could have like uh, 10, I, I don't know how many um, uh, parties Israel has, but let's say they have 10. And when the all the counting is up, you have to have 61 members agreeing on who the president is. Otherwise, the government fails and they have to have re-elections. 
or uh, there could be a major issue that comes up where people pull out, parties pull out of the government and it collapse, collapses and they have to have a new election. So it's very confusing. Um, my head spins trying to follow Israeli politics. It, sometimes it's like a circus in there. But that's so, the way it's laid out. And he is, uh, I think he's a good man. I think he's a very good man. And he's, he's stabilized now. By him being the defense minister, he stabilized um, Netanyahu's government. So there's been a lot of um, skirmishes, I suppose, in the Gaza in the area in particular, and they have their own independence, I think. The, the Gaza Strip has their own form of government, but they are, but they are led, led by Hamas, led by Hamas at least the terrorist the faction terrorist there. Hamas is very strong, and they've been launching rockets into Israel. They've been digging tunnels into Israel, and this new defense minister of Israel, Mr. Lieberman, gave a warning to the leader of Hamas, Mr. Hanaya. He said, I would give him 48 hours. In other words, if Lieberman is appointed as defense minister now, then he's giving them an ultimatum that they, they must cease all hostility, return any Israeli prisoners or bodies, and if he doesn't do that, then it amounts to a declaration of war or he intends to clean house. But I don't think he will initially have the power to do that. I think Prime Minister Netanyahu will sort of be a, a, a governing, uh, he'll, he'll rein him in a little bit. He's, he's gonna be in check. He's gonna have to think through these things as defense minister. What should be the security posture of the Israeli military? on in Israel is bizarre uh, with Gaza. Um, Israel was in control of Gaza till um, 2004. Uh, 2005. And um, what happened was they unilaterally, under pressure from George Bush Jr., uh, gave Gaza its separation from Israel as a show of faith that Israel really wanted peace. Now, that was done with Ariel Sharon and with uh, George Bush Jr. Immediately, almost immediately, uh, as soon as the Palestinians took over Gaza, uh, the following year, Hamas was elected as the uh, ruling authority in Gaza and they have a Hamas has a covenant they made a covenant and in that covenant it's their their existence is to destroy Israel so there and they will not um, they will not cooperate they will not have any uh, treaties or anything Hamas exists to destroy Israel so since that time there have been major, we'll say skirmishes, uh, but, you know, big conflicts between Israel and uh, Hamas. And what happens is Israel destroys Hamas as much as they can. Incredible damage is done to um, Gaza. Um, Secretary of State, well, whoever it is, but in this case it's Kerry right now, the United States, and others, they form ceasefires. Israel's condemned for brutally killing individuals, you know, uh, civilians, as Hamas has these launching rockets from hospitals, from schools, from mosques. Um, hundreds of millions of dollars go in to rebuild Gaza. Hamas uses that to build up its military, build tunnels. Then they attack Israel again. Israel, uh, the war starts. Israel destroys big chunks of Gaza. 
uh, Kerry, whoever the Secretary of State is, and Obama, they, oh, we must have a ceasefire. And so they pump hundreds of millions of dollars back into Gaza. And this is what's happening now. We are in the rebuilding stage where Gaza, uh, where Hamas is again building these tunnels. And they're, they're loading up with all sorts of rockets and equipment for another war with Israel. And I think with Lieberman as the uh, defense minister, that's coming to an end. Uh, this I agree. We're going to take a short break here. Uh, when I come back, I'm going to ask John McTernan about the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, and is there a one-state solution in Israel's future? This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Let's take a stand with Israel today. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. And sign a petition to defend Israel, who is America's closest ally, certainly in the Middle East, if not in the entire world. We remember watching Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu give that speech at the UN when he warned about the making of an Islamic nuclear bomb, and that is being forged in Iran. But what are we doing now? The USA is negotiating with the Europeans to allow Iran to continue to develop nuclear material. Well, that's not right. Do we really trust this man, Hassan Rouhani, the president of Iran, who is the former nuclear weapons chief? You don't think they're gonna build a nuclear bomb when his predecessor, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, literally threatened to wipe Israel off the map of history. Now, we need to take a stand. Why is American foreign policy to fund the Muslim Brotherhood? Let's sign a petition to stop that. Stop sending our taxpayer dollars to fund the Muslim Brotherhood. And let's also sign a petition to protect the Jewish homeland. Both of those are available today at our website, PrayInJesusName.org. And when you sign those petitions, we will fax them to Congress. Instead, the failed foreign policy of the Obama administration, starting with Hillary Clinton and now John Kerry, is pressuring Israel to give up Jerusalem? Why? We should never divide the eternal capital of Israel, which is Jerusalem, and we should move the American embassy there. But instead, now the Obama administration is unfreezing the Iranian bank accounts, sending $7 billion to them on the hope of empty promises that maybe they'll stop their nuclear program. Let's defend Israel. The Jewish people are our friends. They have a right to security in their homeland. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign that petition right now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. So we're joined again by our dear friend and returning guest, John McTernan, Bible prophecy expert. And he's written several books about this. His website is usaprophecy.com. Welcome back to the program, John. Uh, thank you for having me. So John, this new Israeli defense minister, Avigdan Lieberman, has said about the Palestinian Authority that uh, they should remove Mahmoud Abbas, who is backed by the West, who was elected, but is very ineffective. And what are your opinions about Israel's relationship with the Palestinian Authority? Well, there is no relationship. The Palestinian Authority really refuses to recognize Israel. Um, they have initiated a low-grade intifada right now, where virtually every day 
is an Israeli stabbed or run over by a car or um, someone goes into an Israeli home and, and uh, kills someone. Uh, this is initiated by him. Uh, maps that they show, uh, they teach their children in school. Israel doesn't exist on it. And uh, Abbas has formed a league with Hamas. And Israel is demanding that for any type of um, uh, meetings that uh, the Abbas has to break this tie with Hamas. And in the previous section, we were talking about Hamas and the covenant that they've made to destroy Israel. So how can Israel really negotiate with Abbas and the Palestinian Authority? Well, it's a hard negotiation to have. And for the past uh, probably eight years or so, even dating back to the Bush administration, America has had this foreign policy objective of returning to or applying a two-state solution. In other words, giving Palestine their own country along the lines of the pre-1967 borders, which would include a lot of Jerusalem and would include uh, you know, the, the West Bank and a lot of Judea and Samaria would become an independent state of Palestine. But do you think that's practical? Is that biblical? And what are the prospects now for rejecting that and going to a one-state solution where Israel retains sovereignty over her own territory? Well, um, as far as any type of negotiation between them, it, the it's DOA already, and I'll tell you why. Abbas has said over and over and over again that this state must have um, Jerusalem as its capital. Israel has said over and over again that uh, the Jerusalem is non-negotiable. So it's right out of the Bible. When you look at the prophet Zechariah chapter 12 and chapter 14, what is the burdensome stone that the Bible talks about? Jerusalem. It's Jerusalem. So uh, Israel is not going to give on Jerusalem. And the Palestinians said that Jeru Jerusalem must be divided and, and into a Palestinian state. So it's, it's DOA, uh, chaps, on that. It is not going anywhere. And quite frankly, when I look at the Bible and applying Bible, Bible prophecy to the hour we're living in, uh, the prophet Obadiah, for example, but there are other prophets also that show an all-out war between Israel and Edom, which it's called, uh, the Palestinians would be called in the Bible, and none of um, Edom are going to survive. This is an all-out war. And when you look at it, that's really the only thing that can happen uh, because they cannot coincide. It, it's, it's dreaming. It's a delusion to think that the Palestinians and the Israelis can coincide in peace. And we are not advocating for an all-out war, but you are seeing that the Bible predicts something like that. Do you think this new appointment of a hardline defense minister uh, and really the growing conservative coalition, not just Likud, but the Jewish Home Party, now Yisrael uh, Betenu, the, the hardline conservative parties are now controlling the Israeli government and they're even negotiating with Saudi Arabia. For example, Saudi Arabia for the past couple of decades has been funding the effort to promote a Palestinian independent state. But now, if Saudi Arabia is negotiating with and becoming allied with Israel, then that decreases the possibility of Palestinian independence and actually lends credibility to this idea 
that Israel will retain a one-state solution that is Israeli sovereignty over the entire land region. Uh, do you think that's coming or do you advise that that should be the solution? Well, it, it's very interesting that you bring this up because uh, I study the Middle East every day. I have a blog, it's called John McTurnan's Insights. And uh, it is so convoluted, it is so complex in Israel that sometimes, I mean not Israel, the Middle East, I scratch my head because you're right. Not only is Israel negotiating with Saudi Arabia, but they're negotiating with the United Arab Emirates. And I, I'm not sure about Kuwait, but I know the United Arab Emirates. And what's going on, chaps, is the, uh, the Saudi Arabians and the Sunnis, uh, Sunni Muslims, are terrified of Iran, uh, which is Shiite. And in the past, there have been vicious uh, civil wars between the Shiites and the Sunnis. And they look at each other as apostates, and they, have, they hate each other as much as they hate Israel. So for Saudi Arabia's own survival, and they, because they don't trust Obama, for Saudi Arabia's own survival, they're looking to Israel. Isn't that amazing? Who would have ever dreamed that 10 years ago? So what's happening in this is the Palestinian issue can be pushed aside, and they may not have any support now amongst the Arab nations because they're all kind of gearing up for a major war with, against Iran. So well, that's that is I, interesting. The, the Obama administration has been more and more friendly to Iran, more and more supportive of the Shiites, and I think Saudi Arabia is getting nervous. It's, it's a shift in American policy that I don't agree with, and I think we need to stand with Israel, but I'm glad that Saudi Arabia may be coming around. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna ask John McTurnant about his evangelistic ministry and three million copies of a new Bible booklet giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. Introducing FactsCongress.com. Do you care about politics, defending pro-life causes, traditional marriage, and religious freedom? At FactsCongress.com, you can create any petition to Congress, and we will convert your e-petition instantly to a real fax paper on your congressman's desk. And the best part? 
It's free. Want your voice heard by multiple congressmen? At FactsCongress.com, we can blast your petition to all 535 congressmen and senators instantly. And you don't even need a fax machine. Not only do we deliver your petitions instantly, but with our dashboard feature, you can quickly recruit friends on Facebook and Twitter to co-sign your petition. Do you care about a particular cause? You can build a virtual army of supporters at FactsCongress.com. Do you lead a church, faith-based organization, or PAC? We can even help you do fundraising. It's free. Just visit FactsCongress.com and try it out. Make a difference. Sign any petition today at FactsCongress.com. FactsCongress.com. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. One final segment with our dear friend, John McTurnan, Bible prophecy expert, but John, you're also writing some other booklets and your ministry is beginning to go viral. There's something uh, exciting happening at your website, usaprophecy.com. Can you talk about that? The ministry called Jesus Christ Came to Heal the Brokenhearted. And I believe that this is one of the most neglected area of God's word about the Lord. In fact, in Luke 4, 18, it says, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So I've been praying with people for years now um, for broken hearts, seen incredible results, apps um, incredible. And I, I was going to write a book about it, and I felt the Lord telling me to write a brochure, so I did. And somehow the brochure got to Pakistan, and they translated it into the Urdu language, and then they contacted me through Skype, which we're doing now, to preach. So I've been preaching live, sitting right where I am right now, into Pakistan, we've seen hundreds and hundreds and uh, into the thousands now of Muslims and Hindus coming to the Lord. In Urdu, we've had somewhere close to a million uh, produced. And then in India, we've translated into four languages. We've had about a million and a half, maybe more, published in India with a back order of four to five million chaps. Four to five million. In, in um, Kenya... It's been translated into Swahili, and Swahili spoken in Tanzania, parts of Uganda, parts of um, southern Sudan, and of course, Kenya. Incredible results, incredible. I mean, we've got a whole network of pastors forming now. We have several hundred pastors that are all part of my new ministry. It's called Abba Fathers International Fellowship, with the brokenhearted message just winning incredible numbers to the Lord. So what so, is the brokenhearted message? What do you mean? I, I'm familiar with that Bible verse where Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, but what do you talk about? Well, what I talk about is uh, how he does it, and the broken heart means it's shattered. It's, uh, it's, vi it's a violent act spiritually inside, and only the Lord can do it. And today in America, for example, we're treating the broken heart with uh, um, drugs, with psychology, with psychiatry. It's spiritual. It can only be done by the Lord. So we pray over people. It involves um, forgiveness. They have to forgive uh, the people that broke their heart. We go into the broken heart. In the broken heart is fear, a rejection, and loneliness, and shame. Those are the four major issues. So I pray over people and ask the Lord to heal uh, those four issues. And then there's a little bit more to it than that. But when the people are, when the Lord goes in and heals that broken heart, 
In Ezekiel 36, it says he takes the stony heart out of our flesh and gives us a heart of flesh. So I asked the Lord to take the stone out of the heart. And the, the incre it's incredible to see the, the, the change, the radical change in people when uh, the Lord heals uh, their broken heart. And the, the wonderful thing about this, chaps, is when we preach this message to the Muslims. Now, of course, I preach the gospel of salvation. I, I link the two together, the Lord dying on the cross and paying the price for our sin, and he came to heal a brokenhearted. Um, the Muslims in significant numbers come to the Lord, the Hindus. See, there's nothing in Islam that can heal the broken heart. There's nothing in Hinduism that can heal the broken heart. Only the Lord can. So that message is cutting right through, right into the heart of the Muslims and leading them to the Lord. So you said there are four areas where people need he healing, and that is in fear, brokenheartedness, shame, and what, rejection. Uh, maybe somebody in maybe our audience right now is, is experiencing, is experiencing some fear some or some fear brokenheartedness or, some or, shame or shame or rejection. What would you say to them? What would you say to them? Well, they could email me at mct911 at AOL.com, and I, I set up um, prayer time. I, I, for, with females, I have a prayer team, and uh, we, there's two females that pray with me when we pray for others. Um, and, of course, you know, you, you could, I, chaps, believe it or not, one of the most important things is to realize that we have a broken heart. You know, I didn't, I knew there was something wrong with me spiritually. I had these great highs and lows, and I felt like I was in quicksand, and then the Lord literally, supernaturally revealed it to me that it was a broken heart. And when he healed me of broken heart, it took me to a whole new level. I was like a bird let out of a cage. In fact, Isaiah 61 says that, to release the prisoners from prison. And uh, so uh, then he led me into the ministry slowly uh, to where it is right now of an international ministry of uh, praying for healing the broken hearts of people all over the world. We have just one minute left. Would you lead our audience in that kind of a prayer right now? Yes. Uh, Father, we thank you for that you sent the Lord to preach the gospel to the poor, Lord. That's the poor in spirit. And it says he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. They're connected, Lord. Uh, it's not separate. It's connected when we look at it in scriptures. So, Lord, I'm praying for anyone that's listening or watching uh, this message that you would move to begin the process of healing a broken heart lord that you would heal the per fear is so powerful in the broken heart lord god has not given us the spirit of fear but Amen. a power and a sound mind lord rejection that you are our abba father you never reject us the world could reject us but you don't loneliness lord it's powerful uh it's it's a uh, crushing heaviness that comes over people, and shame, Lord. Shame keeps us from you. Uh, so, Lord, I'm asking for all the listeners that you would heal them in those areas of their heart and free them, as your word says now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our guest has been John McTurnan. His website is usaprophecy.com. You can visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call our toll-free prayer line. If you want prayer, call 866-Obey-God. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time.
Chaplain Klingenschmidt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy who earned his Ph.D. in theology from Regent University. As a former Navy chaplain, by taking a public stand for freedom of speech and religious expression, and by sacrificing his own 16-year career and million-dollar pension, he was vindicated by the U.S. Congress, who changed the law and restored freedom for military chaplains to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps not only defended the Constitution, but his petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 